0: Hey everyone, this is Stone with Stones of Borderline. Welcome, dear listeners, to my journey with mental health, where I will be constantly questioning my own sanity, among other great topics. Join me along the pathway of mood changes, identity issues, trauma, abandonment, family drama, what it's like to live with someone else, and what to do about the puppy. Whether you have a mental illness yourself or there's someone close to you who does, may you all find your way in this life. You don't have to like my podcast for me to compliment the massive accomplishments that are happening day to day around the world while struggling with mental health issues. Good job making it today, guys. Honestly, I'm proud of you. Now, let's get on with the show, shall we? So... You've managed to become an adult human being. Congratulations! Except, are you really just a regular old Joe or Sally? Or are you a sparkling unicorn dragon? Well, if you grew up in the American 1990s, like me, you were probably told you were something special. You were probably more special than your neighbors or friends. And most importantly, you were more special than those that came before you. And you know what? Maybe you are, in a way. But, in the real world, where you fall on the family tree of special or weird, gravely matters. Start to get a little too weird, and you just won't fit in. I didn't realize the extent of how weird I really was. But as I've said before, I think my mother always knew something was awkward and different about me. I was a good kid, smart, quick-witted, and took everything my parents said seriously. But even so, I was a lost child on the inside. In order to get me interested in doing my chores, and focused on completing them, she cut out and laminated these little magazine pieces of household objects, like a vacuum or dog and poop scooper, to tack on a weekly whiteboard for me to see every day. Yet, to be honest, she was a bit ingenious when it comes to being crafty. Before that, she liked to draw things when I was a kid. So she drew up a board of all the different tasks I had at hand that were, well, common upkeep. Things like picking up toys, brushing my teeth and hair, choosing my next outfit. There was a picture for all of it. Some people just consider these types of things as simple chores. But most of it is crucial for self-care. Either way, us human beings all need to learn a certain level of upkeep, or we'll fall into the slumps of chaos and depression. My mother was going to new lengths to try and trigger my visual senses in hopes that I'd remember what to do on my own, and maybe even think that these tasks were fun. If my mother had kept those schedules with me, and didn't waver like she did, I might have learned what it felt like to have a healthy rhythm to my day-to-day life. If she hadn't made so many promises to me that were really just nonsensical lies, and actually showed up to things on time, I might have understood what a solid schedule was like. But I couldn't learn positive things from someone who wouldn't show me by example, and kept disappearing. I don't Ever remember her doing the household chores with me. I remember feeling like her slave. What I ended up learning from her was to do absolutely everything I could perfectly before she saw something that was wrong that gave her reason enough to go on a yelling spree about how terrible of a child I was. She taught me fear and instability not familiarity or schedule making. In my mother's attempts to make me more successful in life, she failed at creating humane opportunities for me to truly learn about myself. I didn't learn self-care. I learned how to protect myself from her emotional abuse. I had to find out the hard way. I didn't have the normal luxury of exploring the plethora of options of becoming an individual. Because of my mother's severe narcissistic need to make me into her precious little doll and an extension of herself, I was never actually allowed a thought or action that contradicted my queen mother's opinion. If I did manage to leak a mature disagreement or concerning question, I was met with manipulation tactics. There was always a reason why her way and her logic was better than mine or someone else's. But the older I got, the harder it was for her to keep up this facade of, I'm magically always right. (laughs) Growing up, I could see I was being undermined as a person, but unfortunately, bits of my brain weren't growing the same as other kids. I knew that I deserved more basic rights, but it took me until my adulthood to know and understand that I didn't actually know how to be a proper human being with a real identity. borderlines rely on others to help them create their own identity so when i couldn't successfully learn as a child how to make my own decisions or to be emotionally independent i looked for that reassurance in my relationships as an adult every friend or partner was an excuse to figure out who i really was did i really like the things i liked Sometimes, yes. I latched on to the unique parts of their identities that made me happy. The chameleon tactics of a borderline made it difficult to stop and say no, though, when I didn't like something. Sometimes that was a bad decision on food I didn't want to eat, or someone's car I didn't want to get into, a party that didn't seem so safe or even sexual advances that most definitely should not have been happening. But I was taught to let people get away with things. It had been burned into my brain to trust someone if they had a good enough reason why they behave the way they do. When you're dealing with manipulative people, morality and intention are not to be questioned. Or they'll be appalled you could ever think such a terrible thing about them. And guaranteed, they will immediately have reason to turn you into the bad guy. However, I was also taught that if I gave reasons why I might have done something that was deemed unsuitable, I was creating excuses. I was in the wrong for being so immature. I spent a long time fighting and grueling over the years with those close to me on this subject. From how I was raised, it would take a long time before I could see how drastic this shift was between my right to have an identity while still respecting others. It's a very black and white process, being able to figure out me versus you. My journey has been bottlenecked into a roller coaster of demanding personal space, and learning how to trust and not trust human behavior. My past lessons have dictated that I should NOT trust excuses or reason-making, as it's something that allows people to wiggle and misbehave. But Despite being vehemently against anything resembling excuses, I still need to make some room for sharing reasons and intentions with each other. The problem is, how do I learn to do that without letting new narcissists steamroll me into the ground with their fake niceness and heavy expectations? Here's a riddle. How does the black sheep spot the wolf when the wolf is in sheepskin? Now that I'm aware of my needy, patched identity, it's easier to pull away and say no to people and situations I'm just not feeling up to. It's also easier now to say sorry for those times, I can see I'm relying too much on others to tell me who I am. Things are much clearer now. I can look inside and see there's a real person, just like everybody else, that deserves an emotional and intellectual stage to represent myself on. Heck, I deserve to just be. But when I'm constantly questioning my own worth and relying on others to boost it, people start to treat me like the lost child that I am. In the end, it's up to me and only me to figure out where and when I start to become a defined person. Identity comes from within, yet is defined by things that surround us. Jobs, cars, hobbies, even relationships. In a world of materialism, How does one even begin to properly define their own individual existence? With practice. Hey there. I'd like to give a quick sorry to any of those people who might happen to be named Joe or Sally. I mean, no offense, seriously. I mean, you're the one with the name, but still, no worries, I like you anyway. Also, I know it took me a really long time to add this episode, and for that I apologize. As someone who's currently struggling with their mental health, I will definitely have times where I am not myself. Let's hope my next hiatus is not as long. Thanks for listening and sticking around. If you find yourself correlating or asking questions, don't hesitate to contact me on Instagram or Anchor. Stay strong. Stay you. If you want to know more about me and the different ways you can support me, find me on Instagram you can follow me at stones borderline that's s-t-o-n-e-s b-o-r-d-r-l-i-n-e stones borderline thanks everyone